My name is James Rowlands, and in 2015, I started a Domino podcast with my friend, Dan White. And for five years, we have brought you the very best of the network, but it's time for a change. Now, we don't just confine ourselves to Vinnie Mac, bring you AEW, Impact, NJPW, and all the latest for the British wrestling scene. But we will still bring you all our old favourites, including NXT Update, Takeovers and live shows for the Big Four. This year we will decide who is the greatest British wrestler in the world, plus so much more. But until we watch everything, we are with you and we are the WNR. Yes, hello. I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by Dan White. And today it's the WNR 277. We've got a Super Showdown Elimination Chamber. It is the double point prediction bonanza. But before the fun starts, uh, we're just going to have a quick update about I think that's uh, kind of scaring a lot of people at the moment, Dan, would be fair to say, wouldn't it? Absolutely, yes. You know it's serious because we've not got an alternate intro. We're going straight into the news. We're going to do an alternate intro, hopefully, afterwards. But, yeah, let's just just talk about the big story. Of course, it's the the coronavirus, as I'm I'm calling it, because I'm trying not to take it seriously. But it has been a issue these past couple of weeks, of course, started in China and then spreading, as it is. And, of course, people hear it on the news, and it's affected all sports now. Uh, we found out kind of yesterday that the entire uh, football season was basically on hold. Yeah, that's soccer for you American listeners, by the way. And in America as well, of course, all the kind of the, the major competitions as well, as well has been suspended, like golf and tennis, uh, and of course other things. And uh, in my personal opinion, I mean, I feel like it should all be null and void. Should we should all just start again, much like the uh, Scottish Premier League as well. That's just my opinion, but you know, uh, but in all seriousness, you know, a lot of people are scared. Uh, and there's been a you know kind of a lot of news about him what to do. In, in all seriousness, the, the best thing to do if you if you're gonna take any advice is follow kind of government guidelines with it online. Don't read what you see on Facebook or Twitter or anything like that, um, or what you hear in podcasts. Go to the NHS and stuff like this in England and just hear what they say. It's very simple instruction. It actually has been a coronavirus podcast released. It came up, it popped up on my Stitcher where you can listen to the WNR podcast as well. Um, and like, I didn't listen to the podcast because, you know, again, it's it's something that I'm not taking. I'm taking seriously, but I'm taking it lightly. Yeah, you know? I mean, I think that's the kind of, you know, the, the thing is, is, is be serious about it. But, you know, it's it's not the kind of like, the pandemic that's going to kill us all at this moment in time. What you've got to do, make sure you wash your hands, you know, at least for 20 seconds, sing happy birthday twice. Uh, make sure you don't touch your face and keep a safe distance. And, of course, if you're self-isolating, that's a different matter as well. Uh, but the thing is, a, a lot of events have been cancelled. One of the events that's still set to go on is WrestleMania 36. Uh, SmackDown, as the time of recording last night, was in the Performance Centre. They've been announced that Raw, with Stone Cold Steve Austin on Monday, is going to be. Uh, WrestleMania 36 at risk of being cancelled. Uh, WWE said it's going to go ahead, but Hillsborough County in Florida say... Yes, well, the Commissioner of Hillsborough County, Les Miller, told Fox 13 Tampa Bay that he will probably have to 
pull the plug on WrestleMania 36 if the WWE doesn't decide to do so itself in light of the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. Well, I'm hoping that Vince McMahon and WrestleMania and WWE make the call themselves, but a week from now, if they're not done and we're still in a situation, situation that we're in, we'll probably have to pull the plug on that, Miller said. Well, the event is slated to take place Sunday, April the 5th at Tampa Bay's Raymond James Stadium. It was Buccaneers. Um, over 70,000 people were expected to attend. Yeah, and the problem is now with the flights as well, people banning flights, and uh, USA have called this uh, a kind of nationwide emergency so to be able to travel a lot of countries of course travel to america to go see wrestlemania um where they're going to be you know giving the money back is another thing but you know WWE statement on it said while we remain committed to hosting wrestlemania at the stadium on sunday april 5th we are putting contingency plans in council by the government officials civil authorities and or local venues the health and safety of our fans performers employees are our top priorities if we're monitoring the situation, situation closely with our partners and government officials in tampa bay Sports and entertainment organisations are cancelling or postponing seasons and or events en masse in response to the coronavirus pandemic, with few exceptions. Yes, so, I mean, this is the thing. Dan, with WrestleMania, what do you think they should do? Should they cancel it, postpone it, or do it at the Performance Centre? What are your opinions on it? Uh, kind of take something away, them doing it at the Performance Centre. I think they should kind of postpone it and move it to a later date. Again, it's not worth kind of risking, especially people in that close environment when it's spread by touch when it's spread by coughs, you know, and things like that. So, you know, it's best to kind of contain what's going on, basically. Yeah, I think without a doubt, I think that's the best thing for now. Uh, but like you said, if, if WrestleMania is cancelled uh, with whatever happens there, then there's going to be a question about people, you know, trying to get the money back. But as like I said, it's a different thing entirely. As for the WR podcast, we'll carry on regardless. And unless one of us has to go in self-isolation, then that's another thing. But... I, you know, I've been in South Isolation for 20 years, so I should be okay anyway. Uh, so, let's move on. So, that's the serious stuff. Let's move on to a bit of fun. Like I said, the double point b- prediction bonanza. And Dan, will you explain the prediction league for anybody just tuning in now? Well, we have four prediction leagues. We have the WWE Pay-Per-View Prediction League. We have the NXT Pay-Per-View Prediction League. We have the AEW Prediction League. And we have the bonus prediction league as well. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. And it is tight at the top at this moment in time. Yeah, the points at the moment. Dan is winning only the bonus prediction at the moment. 9-8. I'm 2-1 up in NXTs and 1-1 up in AEW. But pay-per-views, we are 1-all. So we head into the these two ones. Could swing it for both of us, Dan, couldn't it? You know, It is, yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt. So let's get started. Before we do anything, let's do the ultimate intro. Besides the noble art of getting things done, there's the noble art of leaving things undone. The wisdom of life consists of the elimination of non-essentials. And of course, that is Lin Yutang, and that is about elimination. But we start with Super Showdown, and of course, uh, what better way to kick off then with the kickoff. And the opening match was the Viking Raiders versus the OC. Prediction-wise, Dan, there's going to be a lot of prediction on the line here tonight. Yes, well, for the first one, I went for the War Viking Raiders. And I went with the OC to start us off. I mean, WWE did not advertise this match ahead of time, so it must have been a late addition. These two teams were feuding a couple of months ago, so it's not like the combo came out of nowhere. James, nothing comes out of, out of nowhere unless it's an RKO. We've come over that, we've gone over that, and I don't still know. Well, management knew it 
could put these four men in a ring to produce a fun opening match, and they did not disappoint. Nobody would nominate this for match of the year, but it was a solid tag bout that gave two of four's best tag teams some screen time. Yeah, and the OC scoring the win was a little shocking, but it's not undeserved. Anson Gallows, a great performance, wouldn't be surprising. See the back and Humphrey tag team title soon. Part of the reason I went for them is they won the tag team turmoil in Saudi Arabia before. So we start off the night, and it is 1-0 to me. Get in there. It's going to be a good night. And then we've got the... Well, Dan, I'll let you say, how do you pronounce this? To Quatch? Um... <sighs> Tuak. Tuak Trophy. Well, the first two competitors in the Gauntlet match were R-Truth and Lashley. Truth got a lot more offence than one would expect against the Almighty. He's been a comedy character for so long that it's easy to forget how good he is between the ropes. Well, the former 24-7 champion scored an upset to eliminate the NCAA champion from the match and angry Lashley destroyed him out of anger, making him an easy target for the 311 boy, Andrade. Yeah, now... Idealo failed to capitalise on the advantage and Truth ended up pinning him after they bumped heads. Rowan was the fourth competitor to enter that match. Somehow Truth managed to overcome the Redwood to keep himself in the fight. And Styles had a huge grin as he made his way to the ring because he knew Truth had been weakened. The Phenomenal One took him out quickly, setting the stage for Mysterio to be the final entrant. So here's AJ Styles now slowly taking out our Truth. So prediction-wise, I have gone for... Where the hell is it? There you go. I went for AJ Styles. And I went just plain Styles. Styles. So both AJ Styles in this match. And like I said, he's in control of our truth at this moment. Like I said, Danny's smirking. No, James, he hasn't got a cigarette in his gob. He's got a smile on his face because our truth has been through a few competitors already. And he has been. So, you know, it's kind of uh, set up nice and easily for AJ Styles to get a good victory. And Styles looks confident. He's so confident, James. He's dancing in the ring. And he's got some moves. I really believe the Super Showdown don't matter. We're going to prove it here. I mean, we've never put two shows together before. But I just feel like WWE don't care about it either. You know, we had the Rumble. No, they're kind of just wheeling out old superstars just for for the blood money, basically. Mm, It's surprising to see our truth actually get uh, do as well as he has so far. Well, yeah, and, you know, not only that is, you know, the man's getting some ring time as his uh, escapades with a 24-7 title, but it's kind of moved on from that a bit. But a calf crusher is cinched in. Our truth taps. So it is just Rey Mysterio left. Well, another point coming our way, I think, because AJ really didn't expend any energy there. Oh. And AJ seems happy, but Mysterio not coming out here. I wonder where Mysterio's gone. And now the music plays again, and here he comes. And again, his music stops, and Styles is laughing. Oh, my God, look oh, what's happening. That's why Rey Mysterio hasn't made it out. He's been beaten up by the OC. He was in cahoots with the good brothers all along, James. Well, these three men have been they've just taken out Rey Mysterio, and I think that means now AJ. I mean, surely, Dan. Well, don't call me Shirley, but it does seem like Rey, uh, AJ Styles... Is the winner by default. He's demanding the referee raise his hand in victory because he is the winner of the tournament. Oh, AJ telling the referee to shut up. Everyone's refusing to bow down to AJ Styles' needs. Award him the trophy. And award me and James the point, more importantly. Exactly. Old referee's count of 10, so if AJ doesn't get an opponent in the count of 10, he wins the match, and I think that's it now. Four. Hang on a minute. Right. Gallows is down. The referee's count has stopped. Anderson's just been thrown on top of him. Has Rey Mysterio recovered? Well, that's a... That doesn't look like Rey Mysterio, unless he's turned gothic. Oh, my God. It can't be. Well, AJ wants to be the winner, but... Well, he wants the ref to resume his count. He's on his way. Well, AJ's in shock. He can't believe what he's seen. And the dong hits. 
Styles looks like he's seen a ghost. And the lights go out here. And it could mean only one thing. It's Kane! No, no, it's not. There's been a power cut. <laughs> well, there is no better entrance in wrestling, I think, than The Undertaker. Absolutely not, no. Especially with all the fireworks and the lights going off. And you can see the silhouette. And The Undertaker is here. There was a lot of rumours what he would be doing. And finally, it looks like he's going to face off for AJ Styles. But the thing is about The Undertaker, how many more entrances like this has he got? You've got to enjoy... The phenom coming out here. Well, at this moment in his career, we kind of always feel like this could be his last ever entrance. But I don't know. I think he's still got a couple more left in it. Worst ever match happened against Goldberg. And Goldberg gets rewarded by going against the Universal Champion. And here comes the Undertaker to face off for AJ Styles. But it's again, WWE with their legends. And there is no bigger legend than the Undertaker. Indeed not. Wow. As he brings the lights up. And you can see the fire on the stage. And it is a great setting, don't get me wrong, even though it's blood money. And the Undertaker finally makes it into the ring. And AJ said, no, you can't allow this referee, it's not fair. And he's poking the bear now, literally. Well, that's something that you don't want to do, James. There's a few things that you don't want to do. And that is poking the Undertaker. And the Undertaker with a choke slam. And he goes into a cover. One, two, three. And that is it. The Undertaker wins. Tway Trophy. The Tway Trophy winning. The Undertaker coming out here beating AJ Styles. Oh my God. What a shock down. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, it's kind of his entrance was the longest part of that. Unbelievable to see AJ Styles and The Undertaker in the ring together. And I think that's probably the best use for The Undertaker at this point in time. Like I said, the entrance was the most awe-inspiring thing about it. The choke slam to get the job done. And has that set up a WrestleMania match, do you reckon, between AJ and Undertaker? Uh, yeah. No, you're right. I thought AJ won it. Undertaker won. I get still excited. Need to wait for my yeah, point. you still got fuck all. I'm sorry. That's my fault. So you have nothing. But maybe up next we will. For you, prediction wise, Dan, in this one, it is the New Day versus Miz and Marcin for your SmackDown Tag Team Championship. I have gone for and New Tag Team Champions, Eminem. Well, I've gone for new tag team champions, Jomo and The Miz. What are you behind it, then? Um, I think, you know, with uh, John Morrison, it's kind of brought a resurgence to The Miz as well. And I think these two guys, you know, they could be a fresh face. And it's a different tag team, a tag team that they was teaming together ages and ages ago, weren't they? Yeah, like 10 years ago against... Uh, I remember, like, I remember them having the tag team titles and going for the ECW, I think it's Survivor Series 2007, correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. And they went for the ECW title and CM Punk was involved. Exactly. So that's how long ago. And WWE, I think WWE are right to do that. Of course, you know, I know your thoughts on the Miz, but what about John Morrison? Do you think he could have been a single star? Do you think the tag team's the best for him? Um, I think it's good, you know, it's good to get him some some TV time and it's kind of bringing a bit more light to the Miz who was kind of drifting under the radar, not really doing much, dragging his heels. So, yeah, you know, it's kind of resurgence for these two guys and hopefully it could push an annoying tag team out the window and kind of go forward with, you know, something that works. Well, Kofi at this moment in time as well, part of the New Day, seems, you know, happy enough, but you think this time last year he's gearing up for a WrestleMania match for the W Championship. Uh, do you think there's any regrets for Kofi? Is it any annoyance or do you think he's just like a true professional? You know? I, I think Trophy, uh, Trophy, Kofi, <laughs> Trophy Kingston, that's because of that two yeah, years. Bloody awful. Um, because, you know, with Kofi, I think he is a true professional, you know, a lot of tune is, and I think it's kind of the WWE rewarding him, saying, look, you know, thank you for staying with us, thank you for sticking around. You've made the best of everything that you've been given, you know, with uh, his earlier attempts at the titles to uh, 
teaming with Biggie and Xavier Woods, you know, and he's, he's worked. It's kind of slowing down slightly, though, I believe. I think, you know, there's not too much longer left in the New Day. But how long have we been saying that as well, you know, with the New Day about or when they're going to turn each other and they still seem to have this incredible thing. And hopefully if you use those, you get back as well. as two teams who have kind of been a constant in the past, you know, three, four years, especially watching the podcast well in WWE, where maybe other teams could have, you know, been featured more. But still, these four men are great athletes. And as you say, that Morrison corkscrews over the top rope, takes out Big E and lands on his feet. <coughs> but this thing, I mean, this is one of the few matches I'm actually quite interested in because, you know, Super Showdown is kind of planted here like this. And uh, the tag titles on the line, you're kind of thinking, oh, okay, something might change. The problem is it's too close to Chambers. You know, that's the, it's just stupid to have these two events so close. Well, should they have it as its kind of own standout pay-per-view instead of kind of having it on a Thursday night here and there or, you know, kind of just doing it at a ridiculous time in the middle of two pay-per-views? That, why don't you just have, like, the cha- yeah, this Super Showdown, just have the Elimination Chamber matches on here. Do you know, just have one yeah. event. The thing is, WWE, they don't care about what's on the network now with their shows. The, the big four matter, and maybe a pay-per-view every now and again. But what we've seen, especially doing this podcast and watching WWE so closely, is that the, the secondary events are really not kind of worth a shit, in a, in a way. You know, don't get me wrong, you might have one one or two moments, and hopefully tag team champions. And, you know, but WrestleMania will be the big show, and then afterwards, you're probably looking at SummerSlam, or, or Money in the Bank, sorry. Yeah, and do you think that's because there are so many of them? There are so many different pay-per-views, I mean. You know, the Elimination Chamber match used to be special when it appeared at Survivor Series or when it appeared at New Year's Revolution, you know. It kind of used to be one to settle big feuds between a few guys, and kind of that would be the be-all and end-all of it. But now, you know, it's got its own pay-per-view, as well as the Money in the Bank, you know, that you know, and it used to be a good way to start off the show, you know. Yeah. Oh, will will they kind of the winner get involved in the main event, which is going to be for the title? You know, will something like that happen? And it's kind of taken all the goodness out of it, you know. Extreme rules matches don't mean anything because it's got its own pay per view. Well, this is the thing: WWE diluted the market, haven't they, with the amount of shows they put on? I wouldn't be surprised if next year or WWE announced that they're they're or maybe even later this year. The big five events, as in Rumble, WrestleMania, and Survivor Series, you you have to pay standard pay per view price. It won't be on the network anymore, and you might get like a monthly show like this or like uh, St. Cal's. But I, I think that takes away from the network as well. With even with subscription, you're thinking, well, what's the point now? And they get WrestleMania for nine ninety nine a month. I'm having to pay fucking normal pay per view price twelve ninety nine a month. Yeah. Or, you know, it, or it could be a bit more. Well, in, in America, they charge like $75 for pay-per-view. So Jesus. You, t- you talk about that, we're, we're kind of lucky. that the, Well, 25 quid is still pretty expensive, but you know, I think that, that was a, a boxing recently. I think this was on BT Sport for maybe 20 quid. So at the moment in time, though, Miz and Morrison have been dominating the New Day and keeping Big E from getting to his corner. Is that a wise move from them, keeping Big E? You know, because obviously Kingston's a former WWE champion. So, you know, they, they might see the weak link. As Big E. I think that's a respect shown to them as well because they know Kofi so well. But Kofi has managed to get... And he's got some controlled frenzy going on, taking out Morrison. Slaps, drop kicks. Morrison dodges though and hits a kick to the midsection. There's no doubt Morrison has kept in fantastic shape and that was a lovely move as well. Springboard hurricane runner off the top. Kofi with a foot stomp but Morrison managing to get the shot off at two. Two. Boom, drop on Morrison. And now it's Kofi looking to finish things now. So that man has had a few different surnames. 
yes. I mean, he's always been John, but it's Johnny Nitro, John Morrison, Johnny Impact. Went for trouble in paradise, but Morrison caught him. Oh, an Alabama slam rolls through him, nips up to his feet. That's very impressive. Hits him with a running knee into a cover. And can he put Kofi away? No. Kofi managing to get the shoulder up at two. Two. And keep the tag team titles for the new day for now. But he can feel the momentum turning in Miz and Morrison's favour. Now Morrison maybe getting distracted by the crowd a little bit. Wait for Kofi to get in position. Pressing it. SOS hits. Rolls up Morrison. Two. No. Kick out. Oh. Uh, did his sneaky victory there. Morrison realises going back to the corner. Morrison drops Kofi over the top rope, but Big E manages to get the blind tag, only to be knocked off the apron. And Morrison turns back to Kofi. I don't think he realises the blind tag was made. Big E's in. A bit of double team. And Morrison's up for a powerbomb. Kofi's going up to the top turnbuckle. Double foot stomp. One, two, no. Oh. Morrison managing to kick out. Uh, uh, I'm with the camera. It kind of glitched out a bit, I think. <laughs> that different angle. As Morrison is struggling to get to his feet, but does so. A beautiful kick. Miz is recovered on the apron after throwing Kofi into the stairs. DDT to Big E. One, two. No. It's not going to keep the powerhouse down as Big E manages to get the shoulder up at two. Two. And Big E was so powerful back in his NXT days, he used to pin people for five. Five. But now he's only looking for three. <laughs> There's only one thing left now for the Miz. One. These kicks made famous by himself. No one hits these kicks like the Miz. No. Daniel Bryan hits them better. You can hear Kofi. Uh, you can hear the crowd cheering for the Miz, sorry. As Big E gets to his feet. Oh, but jumps over the top of Big E. Foot up. Foot up. Boot up. I was went to say foot and boot. <laughs> as a foot. As Miz catches him in a net breaker. Morrison with a stomp and now he's going to go up. Starship pain. Oh. Oh, Big E rolls out the way. And the Miz now shouting to Morrison to get the tag. Kofi up on the other side now. And here comes Kofi, the fresh man, and the Miz can't get in. Kofi jumps off Morrison into him. Looking for a back body drop, but no, Kingston manages to roll through. Big E with a blind tag. Double team inverted suplex up onto Big E's shoulder. Kofi off the second. Big ending. Assisted. Two. No. no. Miz in to save the day. <laughs> Miz realises he's made a mistake. Gets eliminated from the rumble by Kingston. And now a splat on them wafer thin mats. Miz gets attacked from Morrison, avoids Big E just for one second. But gets placed on his shoulder for the big ending. Oh no! Skull crushing finale. Good Miz, can he roll him over? One, one two, two, no. Still not enough to keep the big man down. And the Miz cannot believe it, hit Big E with his best shot. God. And that is Kofi there. That will wind ya. Oh. oh my god, right on those mats as we see the replay. How thin are those mats now? Well, the Saudi Arabian wafer thin <laughs> is even wafier, thinnier Made a razor than normal. It pretty much is. <laughs> you might as well just have nothing there at all. And now Miz again, going to use those kicks as he does so well. He's looking for a run up now. Big E gets caught in the knee. Miz tries again. Well, third time of asking, Big E ducks out the way. Miz hits nothing but the middle turnbuckle. Both men down and Kofi struggling to get up on the apron. Well, Kofi is up to his feet and gets the tag in. I'm not sure he's doing much better than Big E though. As he comes off the top straight into a skull crushing... F- no, rolls through into a cover. Two, no. Well, the Miz and Kofi have wrestled each other so many times. They know each other inside out as Kofi again with another pin combination. Both times gets two. Oh. 
two. Morrison hit Kingston with a chair. Miz with a handful of tights gets the roll-up and the victory for Miz and Morrison. And we have new tag team champions. Dan, what did you think of that match? Um, it was it was quite good. I think it was you know it's two very impressive teams doing well. Uh, the the right team won, and Morrison. I don't know. I, I don't think he done as much as Miz match. I think the Miz looked really good. I think of Morrison again coming in has kind of refreshed the Miz character. And he's taken on, like I said, they are your new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. It was only, what, a couple of years ago last year, it was Miz and Shane McMahon as Tag Team Champions. Now Morrison kind of makes a lot more sense. I think, obviously, it's the best match so far that we've seen as well because, obviously, the four men complement each other so well. And it means we both get... A, well, you get your first point of the night, finally, Dan. Yay! Yay. So it's 2-1 after three matches. Our next match is um, Humberto Carrillo versus Angel Garza. And prediction-wise in this one, I went Humberto Carrillo. Dan? I went for Angel Garza. You went Garza and Carrillo looked the favourite, but Garza stole the win with a seated pinning combination. So it means you do get a point for that one too, all, Dan. I mean, Carrillo was accompanied by fireworks display, which tells you how much money's been spent on producing this show. So is that a new wrestler? Huge fireworks display. <laughs> yeah. Huge fireworks display. Well, unfortunately, this match suffered from happening too soon after their last encounter on Raw. They are great together, but WWE is already burning this feud out. Yeah, and this is their best performance, but it still wasn't the best performance, but it was still nice to see two blossoming stars. And the next match for this Raw Tag Team Championships, the Street Profits versus Seth Rollins, and Buddy Murphy. Uh, my prediction in this one, I went for... I went Rollins and Murphy. Dan? I went for Murphy and Rollins. Murphy and Rollins. Can we get back to winning ways? Um, the champs retained after Rollins hit a stop so Murphy could get the pin. So Buddy Murphy actually got the pin as well, which is even better than that. It means that we both get a point, so it's free all as well. Ford and Dawkins getting pyro made them look like a big deal as they made their way to the ring. They soaked in a huge display of pyrotechnics as they interacted with the crowd. Well, this felt more like a TV match than a pay-per-view match for quite a lot of reasons because it's being phoned in. It might have been the pacing of, or it could have been the lack of enthusiasm from the crowd at different times. Well, the arena did not appear to be set up with mics in the crowd, so it was often difficult to tell how invested the fans were in the show. Well, it was a good match, but both teams are capable of much more, and their next encounter... Sh- so, our next match is Mansoor versus Dolph Ziggler. Dan, I've, I think I could pretty guess who you've gone for in this one. Oh, yeah, we didn't... I went for... Uh, who did you go for? Uh, I've gone for Mansoor. Yeah, I, I mean, think, the Saudi yeah. Arabian. <laughs> in only, Saudi Arabia. Who only wrestles in Saudi Arabia. Um, so, how did we get on... Well, the show-off played the perfect hill for the hometown boy to defeat. Mansell hit a modified D to Sutler, almost missed his intended target. So it means we both get another point. So after a slow start, Dan, you see four in a row now. That's not bad for you. Well, Ziggler isn't always using a big star, but he's one of the most reliable performers on the roster. W can always count on him to make his matches and opponents look good. Well, Mansour is clearly becoming more confident as he continues to train at the Performance Centre and perform on various WWE shows. The only problem with WWE is using him. It never capitalises on the big moments and it gives him in Saudi Arabia. Mansour hit Ziggler with his knees when he went for the moonsault, but the show off sold it perfectly. Once again, he was given the chance to deliver a post-match promo to the Saudi Arabian crowd. And we move on. And up next, it is the WWE Championship match. 
And uh, it is my predictions. Ricochet versus Brock Lesnar. I have gone for Brock Lesnar. Dan? I have gone for and new chance of Ricochet winning Lesnar. <laughs> new chance of him winning. Um, what can Ricochet do in this one to have any success whatsoever, Dan? Um, literally just run around the ring so Brock Lesnar sweats and gets so tired. <laughs> then when Brock Lesnar is so sweaty, slip out of his arms, hit him with a couple of chair shots or a low blow, and then carry on running until Brock Lesnar cannot run no more, and then just get a victory like that. I think that may be the... I see Ricochet getting this opportunity uh, here in, of course, Saudi Arabia. Ricochet's a guy. Do you think he's still underrated, Dan, Ricochet? Um, I think he's very underrated, yeah. I think he is kind of out of position going against Brock Lesnar um, because, you know, this is just feeding time for Brock Lesnar. You know, it is feeding him up till WrestleMania. They could have given him someone bigger and better. And, you know, again, I'm... Don't want to take anything away challenging to Lesnar, well, as opposed to a high flyer. Ricochet, he he has Brock Lesnar has had problems with smaller guys in the past, so it'll be interesting to see how he deals with, of course, like Rey Mysterio, Daniel Bryan, and of course AJ Styles. And Ricochet does not look nervous either as he awaits um, the WWE Champion. My name. Well, James. Here comes the pain. He still does his little dance at the top of the entrance. Right? I love that from Brock Lesnar. <laughs> right, his little you know, jig. he may be a dick, but he does his little jig to the left and right. But is he a dick? You know, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's 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 not. But the stuff he's done recently, and especially like the Royal Rumble, what he did in there was was good. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the Kofi thing is probably you know. Do you think that's anything to do with Paul Heyman kind of having a hand on? Uh, on the house shows, you know, on SmackDown, or is it Raw? Raw. But Heyman's in charge of Raw. You can, you can see, like I said, the fingerprints all over it. And I think we maybe said to Brock, look, I need you to go for bat for me, and then it will prove that, you know, to Vince McMahon. Because Vince, you know, Brock is his money man. So if he's doing stuff and it's helping... Don't get me wrong, Raw is a lot better than SmackDown nowadays. And um, this, is, this is going to be a very interesting matchup. It is. Well, hopefully Ricochet can... Uh... You know, get quite a last in that. I don't think Brock Lesnar respects Ricochet. You know, there are a few, fair few wrestlers that Brock Lesnar has a lot of respect for, and I don't think Ricochet is one of them. Uh, you know, I hope he gives Ricochet a bit of a chance. You know, a bit of, you know, Ricochet can run a few rings around Brock Lesnar, and he can, you know, get off a few pop shots. Hopefully, that's how this match goes, and, you know, Ricochet could get a chance to dance off the top rope. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt, as we get the introductions... As Brock Lesnar makes his way in, of course, WWE Champion. Like I said, what a huge challenge for either of these guys to face Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania as well. That's what awaits either of these men. And who would have thought a guy we saw in seven years ago is now facing Brock Lesnar in Saudi Arabia for the WWE Championship. And the other guy we met is facing him at WrestleMania. What, Colt Cabana? No, not Colt. And even Heyman saying exactly what I just said. So here we go, we've had the introductions, and we'll see what we can do when Ricochet is in the lion's den. Oh my god, and Lesnar already with a takedown. Yeah, Ricochet straight out of the blocks, but Lesnar just catches him, swats him away. Fucking hell, just pure suplexes him up, slams him down, Ricochet didn't even touch, and now German. German release sends Ricochet at least two-thirds away across the ring. At least three-thirds as he hits his head on the bottom turnbuckle, and I don't think Ricochet knows what's happened. It's like being hit with a train. Leslie just picks him up. 
As if Ricochet weighs nothing. It's, it's Lesnar is just like King Kong. Ricochet just like a tiny airplane. Okay, then I don't think Rock Lesnar is going to let Ricochet get anything. I don't know. I don't know. And if the thing is, is he's not seen Ricochet at the moment. He's seen Drew McIntyre. Lesnar looks motivated, which is a scary thing. Well, this is the biggest match of Ricochet's career. Can he do anything in this one? Well, let's hope so. And now Lesnar grabbing Ricochet by the throat. Picks him up straight on his shoulders. Talk about a transition. F5. Into the cover. Two, three. Good night, Ricochet. That is it done. In about, what, a minute and a half, two minutes. Dan, what's your thoughts on that? Um, It went the way I didn't want it to go, but... I don't think that Ricochet could have done in this match to kind of warrant it being a match. I wouldn't mind him seeing, you know, giving actually a few moves. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, he got a sacrifice to the Wolves, I understand, but he got nothing in that one. And no. Lesnar looks good, but it doesn't need to be Ricochet. It could be anybody else. Do you know what I mean? So I think that's a bit unfair. Shocking, as we've seen with Lesnar walking out. It's not what should be done at this moment in time, though, I think, with Ricochet. Absolutely not, no. I think, you know, anyone else could have been sacrificed, even Mo Rawley. I mean, he could have literally ran towards Brock Lesnar, been put on his shoulders, hit an F5, and that would have been it. Yeah, I kid you not, the Undertaker's entrance was longer than um, the actual match in this the match that we've just seen. All right, move on next. It's still cage match. It's Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin. Is this thing still... It is, it is. Well, after a few escape attempts, we thwarted Reigns now Corbin with a chain-assisted Superman punch for the win. We don't need it. Yeah, Corbin and Reigns have good chemistry, but WWE's run this feud into the ground. Nobody's asking for more chapters to this story, Dan, especially you. Well, this needs to be their final encounter for the rest of their lives. Nobody would benefit if they keep trading wins. It wasn't a terrible match, but it wasn't necessary one bit. No, it had all the hallmarks of a cage match. They fought on the top of the ropes, pulled each other back in, when they're back to escape and threw each other into the wall several times. Well, let's just hope they both move on to never get in the same ring ever again. Yeah, and a little bit of history up next. The SmackDown Women's Championship on the line. Bailey versus Naomi. Oh, sorry, I should have said before we skip. Reigns Corbin, who did we go for predictions? I'm forgetting about the double point prediction bonanza, Dan. Oh, no. Uh, whose prediction? It's your prediction as well. Reigns, who did you go for? I went for Roman Reigns. I too went Roman Reigns in that one. So it's six all. Headed into, sorry, Bailey versus Naomi. This was given more time than they expect to tell a decent story. In the end, Bailey avoided a split-legged moonsault, hit a finisher to retain her title. So that's good news for me because I went Bailey as well in this match. Dan, who did you go for? Uh, Bailey. Basic 7 all, unbelievable. Well, Naomi managed to make her bodysuit match her character well enough that it wouldn't be surprised to see her wear it again without the shirt over it in future. Unfortunately, something was off with this match. Both superstars looked good, but the pace was awkward at times. We know these two can have a good match, so any issues likely to work a different style in Saudi Arabia. Well, regardless of politics, Bailey and Naomi have a total match in the country represented a small step forward. So, our main event, Universal Championship on the line, and it's Goldberg versus The Fiend. Uh, Dan, who have you gone for in this match? I have gone for Bray Wyatt. I, too, have gone The Fiend in this one. What are your reasons behind it? Um, my reasonings behind it is to beat someone who is reputable. And you don't get any more reputable than the man who had one of the longest title streaks in history. I mean, you know, someone at the likes of Goldberg. I mean, you know, Goldberg won't lose anything 
from letting Bray Wyatt go over him. And, you know, this will do so much more to elevate the character of The Fiend. It's going to make him look even more unstoppable than he has. And, again, no disrespect to Daniel Bryan. You know, no disrespect to the other guys that he's beaten, Finn Balor, uh, so on and so forth. But Goldberg is someone, you know, he's a legend. He's a veteran. And he is someone that you can score big points off beating. Without a doubt, and Goldberg needs a huge performance here. The, the crocker shit he did in Saudi Arabia with the Undertaker last time nearly ruined the legacy of that. And a, a power man, you know, two guys just colliding like balls in the ring tonight with the Fiend winning uh, gives Goldberg that kind of redemption that he. It's been down that we drew, we do draw this pay per view no matter what, so we do get another pay per view point. So it is two all now, but of course we've got another pay per view. Just after this one. So, do we get a bonus point if we perfect score with the pay-per-views? Because so far, we're on for a perfect score on pay-per-views. <laughs> yeah, we are, aren't we? Well, I suppose that's... I guess we would, yeah. If we get everything right, I think that would be fair enough. So, um, at this moment in time, as Goldberg comes out... Dan, do you still love Goldberg now? Or do you think he should call it a day we've seen his... Own? Goldberg, he does need a bit of redemption. But after watching kind of like the Broken Skull Sessions with Undertaker and with Goldberg... They both kind of put it down to, you know, it was just one of them things that something happened on that night. It didn't click. And, you know, they both need to redeem themselves. And they both have redeemed themselves in some way. You know, Goldberg redeemed himself against Dolph Ziggler. Undertaker redeemed himself as well. Yeah, I mean, what we've seen tonight, I mean, we talk about match of the night. We've not really seen the damn tag team title match. Probably the best one that we've seen so far. So we're going to base that off. If Goldberg and the Fiend is better than that, we'll give it to them. And then we'll do, uh, of course, uh, the man of the night and the rating as well as normal. So, like I said, we have gone through it. And obviously, we've not really missed out on anything in this show. And we're trying to make it a lot easier for people to listen at home as well. And like I said, the main event of Super Showdown, Goldberg looks ready. And I think The Fiend win as well. We talk about great entries of Goldberg. The Fiend is something else. A dominant WWE uh, Universal Champion at the moment. Well, we do get uh, the Firefly Funhouse. Kind of video. Oh, and we spoke about the Undertaker earlier with his entrance, and the Fiend now is nearly on that level. So, what do you think of the Fiend's WWE Universal Title run? <laughs> um, it has certainly been different, and it's something you know, it's a welcome change to WWE. I think you know, with Brock Lesnar kind of being a dominating champion, do we really need another dominating champion? If one of them has to step down, I think it should be Brock Lesnar. Well, I think that is very true. It's going to be interesting to see. He's got a big WrestleMania coming up for Bray Wyatt. Can he get through Goldberg? So we're up to date Undertaker's entrance. It definitely well, you know, feels... The lights have gone out. There's a bit of a laser display. It definitely There's feels smoke that way. In the air. And a custom championship as well. You know, like uh, different aspects. Look at the fireworks going off as well. It's cool, man. It is cool. Yeah. Because it is freaky, and that's what he said. With the, even with the Undertaker, back then it was a kind of, you obviously know he's not this, but he plays it so well. And don't forget, he loves Saudi Arabia because he beat Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship at the last Saudi Arabian event. Indeed, and has held it ever since. Dominating fashion. Right, and anybody's beaten, they've turned back to their uh, former selves as well as you were saying. You're telling me, you've told me, you've taught me. So, if, you know, so when Bray beats Goldberg. Goldberg's going to go back to being a pro footballer. <laughs> because he has been the sprout. To the pot, yeah. He will replace Gronkski. <laughs> but the feed coming out, look at that. Even with the um, the old Bray Wyatt head, the lantern. So what do you expect from this match? Longer than Ricochet Lesnar? 
Uh, again, you know, I don't think Goldberg is going to go down that easily. But we've seen, you know, Bray Wyatt, he's been tested. He was tested by Daniel Bryan. He was tested to an extent by uh, Finn Balor, to an extent by Seth Rollins. So, you know, it could it could be a slightly longer match and it's not going to be as easy to put Goldberg down. And it is, you know, it's going to be good to see what it will take to put Goldberg down. We'll be interested. Like I said, this Super Showdown's not been as long as the other ones. Still three hours is still a, a quite a while. Just, you know, just a bit longer than Raw, I suppose. But like I said, with this match, it's going to happen here. Can Goldberg find, you know, he's done it before, hasn't he, with Kevin Owens, let's not forget, on the way to Mania and, of course, The Fiend tonight. But I can't beg against him. The Fiend has been, like I said, dominant. Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, we've seen him get hit with multiple finishers and he managed to kick out uh-huh. before the ones even hit. One. Well, I think with Goldberg, you know, his kind of character and persona, he isn't intimidated by what Bray Wyatt brings. I don't think Goldberg's ever been intimidated no. by anybody. No. I think that's, you can say that about him. You know, he has had to face some of the most awe-inspiring characters. You know, we go likes of Sting, Undertaker, and, you know, coming now to Bray Wyatt as well. So we haven't kind of got any plans in Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania just yet. Who do you think is going to be the more likely or logical choice to well, uh, go against The Fiend? I feel that the uh, recently, of course, Roman Reigns has been the guy, but what reaction will Reigns get against The Fiend? The Fiend is, is so cool. It'll be interesting to see. I think the winner of this will definitely face Roman Reigns at Mania as the bell rings and the Fiend has not moved from the corner. And you don't see that often. He just steps out face-to-face with Goldberg. And what a visual that is. Neither men moving. Who's going to make the first move? Bray Wyatt's jacket off. Oh, and a spear straight out the blocks. One, two. No. Just a one. One. And Goldberg with a spear and he can't believe the Fiend has just sat up. And he's got the mandible claw locked into Goldberg. <laughs> mandible claw could be over. Goldberg's down to one knee. Manages to push Bray to the ring corner of the ring. And Goldberg hits another spear. Well, I think he's a... lining up for a third spear of the match. And Goldberg's blown smoke now. Fiend gets to his feet. Turns into a spear. Goldberg knows it's not going to be enough. Lines up for a fourth spear of the match. Bounce the ropes, Goldberg. And Goldberg now desperate for the Fiend to get to his feet. He's getting up slower and slower. Bang, into another spear. Cover. Two. No. no. He's getting closer. Only a two count. Two. And Goldberg, frustrated, just ran through the Fiend countless times. Still Indeed. Can't... Yeah, he's put a, a lot other men down with just a spear. And you got to think how much more energy Goldberg's got left. No offence, but... Bray Wyatt's just sat up. Oh, my God. I say, he's not the youngest, but he's been caught. And the Fiend just will not die. Got hold of Goldberg. Tooth just come out of Goldberg's mouth. And pushes her hard, pushing down. Goldberg slowly going out. Getting to his feet, though. Oh, a headbutt. If he knees to the midsection. Trademark Goldberg. And he pick him up. Well, what happens after Spears? A mandible claw. But after that, James, <laughs> he jacks him up. Hammers him down. Jackknife. One, two, three. Oh, my God. Goldberg has just won the Universal Championship after the jackhammer. I knew he'd win. Yeah. My man Goldberg. Dan, what are your thoughts? That's unbelievable. Um, what the actual fuck? <laughs> so, hang on. How come the blue one's down here? Didn't Bray bring his changed one? Did it just magically change now that Bray's not champion? I think it did. Magically changed. 
Goldberg and Universal. I, I cannot believe the Fiend's up on his feet. Yeah. But he's already he's, he's lost the championship now. Wow, well, the Fiend. I, I... One jackhammer. Don't get me wrong, but. One jackhammer. Did he just catch the Fiend napping? Did the Fiend let him win? I had no idea. The lights go out. Undertaker. <laughs> no. Where's the Fiend? He's He's gone. He's going to live to fight another day. Goldberg is your universal champion. It means that we neither of us get a point. Finish 7-all. That said, it's a draw, so it's 2-all now for the pay-per-views. Match of the night, uh, for me, it's got to be the tag, SmackDown tag team title match. Miz and Morris versus New Day. Yep, yeah, I'd have to agree with that. And my man of the night from that match is Miz. Hey, and I'll give it to the Miz as well, just because... We love him. What was your score out of 10? Don't forget you gave the like, AEW 7.5 the other night. So what are you going to give um, uh, Super Showdown? This one, you know, it had a couple of shocks in it. It had a couple of surprises. Uh, it's The match quality wasn't... You know, we didn't have really many any wrestling matches. But there was still some... Would you have bet you bottom dollar <laughs> on Goldberg getting the fucking victory over The Fiend? No, I wouldn't have done I would have oh, had yeah. my house on it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it means, though, that the first part of our double-point prediction bonanza is over. And it means, like I said, it's equal at the moment. But will it all change? We have Elimination Chamber next. And it just shows you that you hit and you'll be able to watch stuff that actually matters when it comes to this as well on the network. Goldberg is your Universal Champion. What will change at the Chamber? We'll find out next. What would you score out of 10, anyway? Um, I will give it a 7 and a quarter. I, too, will give it a seven and a quarter. All right, so we move on to Elimination Chamber, and what better way to kick off with that than with the kickoff, and it was the Viking War Raiders experience going against Hawkins and Ryder. Uh, Dan, who did you go for? No, it's my one, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm my one. I've gone for the Viking Raiders in this one. Dan, who you gone for? Uh, I, too, went for the War Viking Raiders experience as well. Yeah, and Ryder accidentally hit his finish on Hawkins to give the Raiders an opportunity to hit the Viking experience for the pin, and the win. So we both start off with a point apiece. Raiders had their title reign cut short in favour of the storyline with Seth Rollins. The team of Hawkins and Ryder barely been on television recently. So this combo came out of nowhere, Dan. James, nothing comes out of nowhere but an RKO. I've told you this so many times and I'll tell you it again until I'm blue in the face. But the crowd was more behind Eric and Ivor. But since both teams are made up of baby faces, it didn't overwhelmingly cheer for one team over the other. Well, this was a pretty standard opening bout. There's no storyline, but the wrestling was decent. It got the crowd in the right mind, so for the rest of the evening. So we start the show proper, and it's Drew Gulak versus Daniel Bryan. This should be a fantastic match uh, to watch. Dan, who have you gone for in this one? I have gone for Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson. Yeah, I too have gone Daniel Bryan. The build-up to this match has been quite interesting because Gulak is saying to Bryan that he can see some holes in his uh, the moveset. He knows how to beat him. The thing with Daniel Bryan, Bryan's been different, hasn't he, to the Fiend? Yes, he has, yeah. He reverted back to his kind of uh, short-haired stage. So, yeah, you know, it's he's kind of got a bit of fire in him as well. You know, it's kind of taken something away, but it's kind of added to the character of Daniel Bryan. He's gone from his vegan, leaf-eating, annoying person. He's still a vegan, but he's less annoying. Well, he wants to prove that he's the best wrestler out there. And Gulak's saying, no, I'm more technical and scientific than you. We talk a lot about British wrestling wrestling there's none really better than Gulak when it comes to that and it's fantastic he's actually going to get an opportunity on a stage like this as well uh, because you know with Gulak most of the 205 Live guys now 
I mean, they've gone or completely changed people like Jack Gallagher, haven't they? And Gulak's getting an opportunity. Is this a good thing for him? You know, do you think Gulak can take this opportunity and run with it? I think, you know, we've said before that Gulak is a phenomenal athlete. You know, he I think he was kind of one of the standout performers in. Even to go against someone he's kind of not overmatched by as well, you know, with Daniel Bryan. They're both similar size. I think Gulak's even slightly bigger than Daniel Bryan. So, you know, it is a good kind of stepping stone for Gulak to move onwards and upwards through the card. And I think, unlike Super Showdown, this has potential to do a fantastic match. You know, you talk about what these two guys can do in the ring. And Brian there maybe getting a little bit of newfound respect for Gulak and his power. But Gulak has said that, you know, he challenged, uh, Brian challenged him to a match because Gulak thinks he can beat Brian. You know, and for Gulak, this would be a, a huge stepping stone if he is able to overcome the yes man. And, you know, get the victory. And that is lovely there for Daniel Bryan with Gulak transitioning. Now Gulak grabs the legs, but it's Bryan with the kicks. Now both men just exchanging. <laughs> now both of them just going at it. Well, you know, we know that Daniel Bryan is great with a submission, as is Drew Gulak. So this should be a very submission-based match. Well, we've been saying it in the early going as well. Like the kind of talk about it with Zack Sabre Jr. Keep hold of each other and they're kind of... Very similar in that respect as well. We see it with the double, the, the trade of the kicks. And Gulak thinks he's got Daniel Bryan's number. He maybe thinks he's a, you know, talk about next generation, that he's ready to step up and take it now. Bryan just goes to the outside. Well, Daniel Bryan is uh, kind of proceeding with caution so far in this match. Has he kind of underestimated Drew Gulak? He might have done. Well, that's brilliant. But Bryan as well, tying up the legs. They're just working the nose, grabbing the arms, stretching him. Oh, but Gulak managed to reverse it. That was brilliant between these two guys. Like you said, Dan, there's not much you can say, is there, really, when you're just watching kind of pure wrestling like this. Both men interchanging, trying submissions, but both kind of being equal. Now you've seen Brian kind of the first phase, maybe, like you said, underestimating. Now kind of getting more serious and focused and saying, OK, we've actually got a match on our hands here. It's fantastic storytelling wrestling, and it's good to see it on the WWE pay-per-view. Absolutely, yeah. You know, I certainly know that they can go at it hell for leather. Uh, Daniel Bryan, I think he's kind of, you know, he came into it relaxed, relapsed. And, you know, he, as we said, underestimated Drew Gulak. But now, you know, he knows what the goo man can offer. He's kind of stepped it up and says, you know, well, I'm not going to take this line down. I think I'm going to have to turn it up a gear. Well, the thing is, it doesn't matter how much wrestling people watch. You know, people might watch some, not, not enough. I'm always going to have time for good wrestling. Absolutely, yeah. And it is a, this is a good match to just sit back and watch. Exactly. Drew Gulak kind of, you know, he is drawing level with a former WWE champion. Oh, my God. Piles him down. This is what I'm saying. And, like, who else is as, as technical with these two guys in WWE right now? You know, not AJ Styles or something like that. He's, he's a fantastic wrestler. But Gulak has given a good account of himself after he's worked the neck. Of course, Brian's had problems there before. And now he's just got Brian stretched over his back, wrenching his neck. And now he's just spinning Brian round. <laughs> he drops him down to the mat into a cover. Two. No. Just a two count. Two. Two is as simple as that. It's the cravat Gulag shoes in there. It's just really nice technique. Well, I think that might be a mistake for Gulag. You don't want to trade chops and kicks with Brian. You, gotta, you know, if you do that. But if you want to start turning it to that, Brian has been there and done it. When it comes to his offence. Absolutely. But Brian dropping down to one knee to prevent the suplex attempt from Gulak. Third time, no. Brian manages to reverse it. Drops Gulak over the top rope, but 
Drew keeps hold of Brian and drags him over the top rope and both men land with a thump to the mats. And how's those mats? Well, they're slightly thicker than the Saudi Arabian ones. They're not made of razor blades, but, you know, there is literally no give to the mats over concrete or hardwood flooring. Well, referee counting, this has been a true contest so far to start off Elimination Chamber. Well, both men in before the count of nine. Marked up there, and there's a strike in there with a kick from Brian. He comes off the second, and Gulak manages to suplex him, but no, Brian... Ah! And that's how quick Gulak is, and the suplex focusing right on the back of the neck. Maybe he's lost feeling a little bit in his hand. You can see he's a bit of trouble. Well, for Brian, I think he needs to end this match as soon as possible, because Gulak is just targeting the neck and the shoulders of Brian. Well, Brian caught in the full Nelson, but trying to get to his feet. Oh, manages to escape the submission technician. <laughs> Brian's turn. He rolls Gulak through. Dragon suplex into a cover, but Gulak manages to kick out. Oh. Brian doesn't release his grip. Gulak with a German into a cover. Brian managing to get the shoulder up at two. Two. And now it looks like Gulak in the ascendancy, but maybe Brian just catching it back as well for the next exchange. Oh my God. Jesus. Well, Brian landed on his neck slash back of his head. Well, he's talking about bad German suplexes. Shoulders weren't even down on the mat then, were they? Well, he might be seriously injured there. Oh, oh my God. And that is a man suffering suffers an neck injury. I don't know which shot. Was he trying to land on his feet? Oh, my God. I don't know. I think he was kind of going for the whole rotation, but I don't think Gulak got enough on it. Well, you know, regardless of the match and how it goes, just I'm hoping Daniel Bryan's okay. We're three up to eight now. Nine. It looks like Brian's going to be counted out. No, rolls into the ring, but straight into a pin attempt from Gulak. Brian managing to get kick, kick, uh, to kick out. Uh, uh, chopped by Gulak. Oh, Brian getting thrown into the corner, flipping over Gulak, ducking the clothesline attempt. And how has Daniel Bryan still got this? Energy left. Now the fans are getting behind the yes man. I think Brian's turning up to a third or fourth gear now. Brian going up top, Gulak managing to escape and crutch Brian on the top turnbuckle. Testicle. <laughs> oh my god, look at Gulak there. Brilliant. Brain back, back, brain bust off the top. And now into the Gulak right in the middle of the ring. And sleepers in, but Brian manages to escape. Gulak responds by just elbowing the chest. Brian rolls through. The bell lock. Well, that is brilliant. Brian now with a strikes to Gulak's face. And yes, lock is in. Cinched in deep. And Gulak might not tap, but it looks like he's passing out. Oh, he took a few heavy shots to the face. And Brian with the yes lock gets the victory. Gulak didn't tap out. He passed out. Well, I didn't see any testicles there. I didn't. I think WWE have kind of gone through it. Noticed that there was a, a coin purse or kind of edited it out. Yeah, I mean, what a match though, Dan. What are your thoughts on that? Absolutely brilliant match, yeah. You know, I just hope there's no serious injury to Brian. You know, either he's selling it well and, you know, kind of putting Gulak over as a legitimate threat, a legitimate killer, or, you know, he is feeling a bit of uh, pain in his neck. But, yeah, what an absolute brilliant match and a brilliant way to start off the show. Let's just hope it kind of doesn't go downhill from this. <laughs> so we both get uh, another point, and it is two all as we head into our third match. And it is the United States Championship, and it's Cien versus Carrillo. It's my prediction. I've gone for Andrade. I have gone for Cien, hashtag 311. Well, after they traded, they stole a win with a handful of tights. 
Well, it was nice to see both superstars keep a lot of their offence grounded during the early part of this match, and it's easy to forget how technically proficient they are when they spend so much time in the air. Lukaku champion showed why he holds the goal by directing traffic most of the time, but he always made sure it was taken to pose for the crowd. It almost seems impossible for Andrade and Carrillo to have a bad match. Every encounter has been better than the last, and this was no exception. But this feud is nowhere near over, and it wouldn't be surprised to see him in a match at WrestleMania 36, possibly with Gaza and Mysterio, to make it a fatal four-way. That'd be absolutely fucking brilliant. That would be brilliant, wouldn't it? So, after that, it is three alls, and we move on to our fourth match, which is the uh, SmackDown Tag Title Elimination Chamber. The Chamber matches are long and chaotic, especially when they involve tag teams. Instead of... uh, Brief recount the action. We take a look at the order of entry and elimination for going in prediction wise. Who have you gone for in this match? I have gone for the new Eminem, Miz and Morrison. <laughs> yeah, the new SmackDown Tag Team Champions, as I call them. Yeah, Miz and Morrison in this one as well. Well, we've got the order of entry. The Usos and the New Day started. Lucha House Party came in next. Which included um, Grand Metallic and... Uh, Linsterado! I haven't done that for ages. We haven't, no. Miz and John Morrison. The Heavy Machinery. And Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler. Well, Heavy Machinery eliminated Lucha House Party. Roode and Ziggler eliminated Heavy Machinery. The Usos eliminated Roode and Ziggler. The Miz and Morrison eliminated The New Day. And then they pinned the Usos to retain the titles. It was smart to start with The New Day and the Usos since they have so much shared history. They started off hot and never slowed down. The pressure seemed to get to a few super high-flying spots, almost ended in botches, but they usually managed to salvage them. The more people you had to match, the harder it is to keep track of everything, even when it goes to 10 superstars in the chamber at once. They did a great job making sure we could follow the action. Linsterado! And Grand Metallic were especially impressive in this contest. It would not be surprising to see Lucha House Party get renewed push after this. Otis and Tucker also had standout moments. Well, this won't go down as the best chamber match in history, but it had a lot of fun moments and told the same time. It kept the momentum going for what was already a great show. So, another point. Dan, we're on for a perfect score. Four for four at this moment in time, both of us. And our next match should be brilliant because it's AJ Styles versus. Oh, I did think I'm a You haven't done that in a long time either. Nailed it. Alistair Black. Prediction wise in this one. I have gone for. I've gone for Ali B. I have gone for my man Ali B. Booyakasha. Booyakasha. But he's outnumbered, Dan, so why have you gone for him? Because he can sit wherever the fuck he wants, Jane. Do I need to say any more? I don't. No, um, Ali B, I, I think, you know, he's one that is kind of being built slowly. He's not being thrust into the limelight. He's not being cannon fodder for these dominating champions, as in Brock Lesnar and the fit or Goldberg. Um, you know, he's he's kind of been simmering. You know, he's not been turned up to boil just yet. And I think when it's his time to strike, he will do. And he will grab every opportunity with both hands. But, you know, to get a victory over AJ Styles, again, it is credentials for him. Right, uh, and he's been involved in this kind of feud now with the OC and AJ Styles. All about the Undertaker as well. AJ with the help of the OC beating Ali B the first time on the main roster. Of course, using the Undertaker pin. But is he underestimating uh, Black in this one as well? I mean, partly reason, I think, I think the Undertaker will get involved in this one to help out Ali B. But will, would you rather see AJ versus Undertaker in a one-on-one match or teaming up with Alistair Black versus the OC? 
I think, you know, AJ versus Undertaker. AJ certainly has earned it. And I think, you know, this is more for the call of the Undertaker. Would help in Undertaker's wheelhouse if he was teaming with Ali B. You know, it kind of takes some pressure off him, you know, because, again, no disrespect to the dead man, but he is getting on a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and he even admits it himself. He doesn't know how many more matches he's got left in him. And to kind of team up with someone like Ali B, who is... So similar, yet so different to The Undertaker, if that makes sense. Do you think that's a good thing or bad thing? Do you think Alistair Black does have the potential to be The Undertaker? And if so, what do you do with him? You know, How would you use him? Because you know you're a huge fan. But well, with, you you know, with Alistair Black, he, he's, kind of, he's different enough to be not classed as kind of, oh yeah, he's trying to step into The Undertaker's shoes. But you know he's similar enough to say, well, you know, when the Undertaker does, and you know, God rest his soul, retire and take his place rightfully in the Hall of Fame, that you know we need someone to kind of fill his shoes. And I think Ali B is a man that can certainly do that. Yeah, I think it's gonna be really interesting as he looked there for the Black Mask. But AJ managed to get down. But AJ works on confidence as well as we've seen, and this kind of confident AJ Styles feels that he can beat anybody in his way, no matter you know, like I said, the Undertaker. Uh, Alistair Black as well. But, you know, you know, go, knowing that uh, AJ Styles is going to face The Undertaker at WrestleMania is pretty much carved in the granite stone. Would it make more sense for AJ to kind of get the victory over, you know, someone that I could see being not the next Undertaker, but the man to fill The Undertaker's yeah, shoes? I, I think that's what they tried on Raw, you know, and it kind of, people got a little bit upset, but... If you're going to beat him, you know, you should maybe beat him at the pay-per-view to, mat- to matter more. And I think this is the problem with Raw at the moment. Like we said, in between uh, Super Showdown and the Chamber, Street Profits won the Raw Tag Team Championships as well. You know what I mean? So it's kind of, why didn't that happen at either show? And, and it's kind of weird that this moment, it's moment. Sometimes WWE, just, there's just too much stuff and you need to catch it up like we're doing at the moment. You know what I mean? We're just with matches. Yeah. Do you think they're kind of playing off the fact that the Street Profits win? Because... You know, if they'd have won at a Super Showdown, they'd have had the streamers and they'd have had the firework display. Do you think they was kind of not wanting to overshadow other things that was happening there? Uh, I think maybe so. But then again, why didn't it happen at the Chamber? Especially when you got three matches so close to the other. Even this one, you know, happened in the week, uh, you know, before and all this lot. It's, it's still a rematch and this is a problem as well. So, and also with the Tag Team Championship, what about the OC as a tag team? You know, Gallows and Anderson... Shouldn't they be competing around there rather than just kind of being in the corner of AJ Styles? Absolutely. So, you know, this being a, a no-DQ match, the OC have got to get involved in that. They've got to. They've got to, you know. And who kind of uh, doesn't mix with anyone else in Ali B, who will come down to his rescue, if anyone? Well, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So the War Raiders of Viking experience. Someone like that, yeah. Oh, no, I think the Antics is going to come down. Undertaker. That's actually one of the matches at WrestleMania. I think WrestleMania is shaping up to be not a bad card if it ever happens. Rey Mysterio. Ah. And Dominic. 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 We're going to see Dominic soon. Indeed, yes. And I tell you say, I'm surprised about it. They're giving these matches some time as well. This one, maybe I thought they're going to, if you're going to street fight and stuff, you think, oh, they're going to go out straight away. But this is kind of more... Ring-based, technical, keeping it all together and until the imminent explosion. Is that AJ showing to Alistair Black, like, you can't hang with me in the wrestling way? Or is it, you know... Is it saying, well, you know, I don't need to... I don't need the stipulation to defeat you. Mm. Well, saying that, yeah, he's now reaching under the ring to get... Hornswoggle. A ch- Singapore cane. Oh, hello. Oh, my God. Kendo stick. 
Ken does stick. And right to that knee. And the old adage, one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. Yes, yeah, just Zach Gowan. I'll tell you someone who we haven't seen on WWE TV for a while. Nicholas. No, Nicholas, Nicholas has not been around for a while. Oh, that's the black managing to uh, kick the stick into AJ's face. Uh-oh. And now Ali B has got the kendo stick. If he does some karate stuff, it's bonus point. Oh, no. Nope, he gets hit with a drop kick and stumbles out the ring. To the outside and... To the feet of Carl Anderson. I think I can hear about three fans asking for tables, but uh, AJ Styles looks to hit a forearm off the, over the top rope, but he gets met with a knee to the midsection instead. What's Ali B thinking? The wheels are turning. He's looking under the ring for something. Uh-oh. Uh, gets a cheap pop. Well, he is. He's obliging to the three fans that wanted to see the table. But Black's got to be careful of his surroundings. Injury to his leg as well. Yeah, Ganderson are lurking in the shadows. Oh, but AJ Styles was crawling over to get a chair. Three shots with a chair. Final one being a cracking shot to the back. Oh, sickening by AJ Styles there. But showing that he can mat wrestle and he can use the uh, weapons as well. The accoutrement. Oh, setting up a chair in the corner. Wedging it right in. I think there's too many beards in WWE. What do you mean too many beards? You can't have too, too many, many beards. beards in WWE. You can't have too many beards. I mean, I think Randy Orton is probably one of the only clean-shaven wrestlers. In the beards, and I mean shaven. Oh, AJ trying to send Black into the chair. All stars with a step up in Zaguri. And Alistair Black is sitting in the ring, but I don't think that's uh, how he wants to be sitting. And AJ just stomping down that leg and working the knee. The vicious side of AJ, he's trying to beat Ali B on all fronts. He says that he could beat anybody from any generation, Dan. Who would you put him up against? If you were as AJ Styles, what person in their prime would you want to see him face in the ring? The Undertaker in his prime. That would be incredible. Hulk Hogan in his prime. Oh, my God. Ultimate Warrior in his prime. What a match AJ would make with the Ultimate Warrior. What about Shawn Michaels in his prime? HBK, yeah. Kurt Angle. Yeah. But we are talking about him going against Ali B at the moment and... You know, Alistair Black has finally made his way to his feet, letting off an assault of left arms, right elbows, kicks and spinning heel kicks. Drops AJ to the mat. Black back to his feet, though. Still wearing the outside. And AJ's caught him. Into the calf crusher. Well, is that a tap out by Alistair Black? No. Well, the leg has been ripped on. Yeah, well, he's, AJ Styles has targeted the leg. Can Ali B get to the Singapore cane? He manages to get there and just drives it across the face of Styles. Styles has let go of his grip. But now Black's got hold of the stick and he's going to make AJ pay for that. He's going to pay. He's going to pay. And right to the leg of AJ. Oh my God, there's no forgiveness this time. Straight across the neck, across the back, into the chest. He's going to bring him down. You can't call it a cheap shot. That's the way the game's played. I mean, Ali B was blindsided and I don't think things will ever be the same again. Kick to the leg. And a beautiful Pele kick. Both men down. Come on down. Lights. <laughs> not come on down. Hopefully not come on down. Not with this virus spreading. Bukaki. Don't put that in your mouth. And AJ now. Do you think Alistair Black's earned the respect of AJ Styles? I think he has, yeah, most certainly. Well, Anderson's pointing to the table saying, look, put him on that. Put him through that and finish him off. And I think he is. AJ's going to try to powerbomb him to the outside. Alistair Black managing to reverse it. Sends AJ on the apron. AJ look like a phenomenal forearm. Black managed to kick out. Uh. Then a brain buster. 
Again goes the cover, but Black with a shoulder up at two. Two. And AJ's brought the fire recently. And Black's got a far away look in his eyes. <coughs> Styles has set the chair up in the corner, but has left it there. Now look at maybe just phenomenal forearm. No, he's going up top. 450. No. Jesus Christ. Ali B jumping up and hitting Styles in the jaw with that knee. There's no way of blocking that for AJ Styles. And Blackworth for wear. Now it's the Black digging deep. What do you always say back in the NXT days for Ali B as well? He absorbs a lot of punishment and comes back towards the end. Yeah, it's like... Um, oh, what superhero character is that? I can't remember now. It's one everybody hated on Netflix. And he, basically his power was that, yeah, like I said, he had to get beaten up a little bit to become good as black. <laughs> oh, as you say, you know, it's kind of like the Hulk, isn't it? The more he gets hurt, the more he gets angry, and the more he gets stronger. <laughs> but yeah, you know, Alistair Black can absorb an awful lot of punishment and, uh, you know, only takes a black mass kick to put your lights out. And I think he's trying to get feeling back in that leg. Oh, and AJ Styles, fireman carry into a knee to the back of the head. Just when it looked like Black was getting back into it with the kicks. Gets caught. Iron Fist. That was it. Iron Fist. Just reminded me. Yeah. They hated. They had like a hand that, that yeah, glows. Yeah. Can we see the Styles clash? No. Ali B managing to get through that for now. Pump kick to the face. Black springboard moonsault getting caught. Not into the tombstone. What a message this is. As he runs a finger across the throat, but Black manages to escape it into a pin attempt. Only a two. Two. Oh, and Black kicks Styles into the chair that was set up in the corner. And now more fans chant for tables. Of course, there's one set up on the outside. That's where Black and Styles are going now. Oh, but Styles just flicking the leg of Ali B into the announce table. I think that's Styles thinking ahead, you know, if uh, Alistair Black can't stand. There's not a lot he can do with the black mass kick. No doubt. And I don't know if it's me, but I've seen a more aggressive side to AJ Styles in this match as well. We know he's got a nasty streak, but we've definitely seen it here. Well, AJ standing on top of the announce table. Gonna look to take out Alistair Black. Oh my God, look to suplex him. No, Black turns it around, kicks the knee from under Styles, sends him chin first into the announce table. But Black can barely stand up. Oh, just as Styles got up to his feet, Black with a double knees to the chest, sending Styles crashing through that table. Well, the bad knee of Alistair Black was worth taking the hit to take AJ out. That just shows the toughness of Ali B. And that was a very innovative way of putting someone through a table as well. We knew it was going to happen. We weren't sure how. Weren't sure when, but we know. A table set up must always be broken. Written rule. Written rule. Like a yeah. chair in the corner. It is indeed, yes. Like a Canadian doing the sharpshooter in Canada. A hill manager at ringside. Yes, indeed. Always interferes. Without a shadow of a doubt. Now that's the big styles in. And it's like Black's in to finish this one. We've seen this a hundred times. And I'd love to see it a hundred more. He just summons Styles to his feet. But Gallows has seen enough. He eats a kick to the head. Anderson's in. He gets a knee to the jaw. And he's calling out all three members of the OC. He doesn't mind fighting even in a handicapped situation. Situation. Oh. And all three of the OC just rush him, bundle him to the ground. And they're all taking pop shots at him. Well, we knew they didn't interfere. And this is not fair. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, a lot of the fans are kind of standing up looking towards the entranceway for someone to come and save the day. But... 
You know, Ali B does run on his own. Oh. Magic killer. And Styles, like I said, a more sadistic side to him in this match. Looking to send a message. The men. Could these be the three men to fill the shield shoes? Well, at this moment in time, they look aggressive in their nature. Looking to protect Styles as a leader at this moment in oh! time. But the bells toll. The lights go out. That can only mean one thing. Styles went looking fully phenomenal forearm. Oh, my God. And Ali B has disappeared. He has morphed into The Undertaker. <laughs> and he has got the OC round the throat. Styles jumps off the top rope into the hands of The Undertaker. He eats a choke slam. And The Undertaker's seen come and conquered. And the lights go out. The lights go back on. And it's just Ali B and AJ in the ring. And Alistair Black struggling to get to his feet. What a moment that was. AJ's made an enemy, the Undertaker. But AJ slowly get to his feet after the choke slam. Ali B, though, with a huge black mass kick. One, two, three. And Alistair Black wins that match. Probably one of the biggest matches of his WWE career. Uh, Dan, what a huge over. Former WWE champion. Dan, what are your thoughts on that match? I thought it was absolutely brilliant. You know, it's uh, you had the OC at ringside, and it being a no disqualification match, I, you know, I thought they would have interfered a lot more, but they didn't. They left the focus to Ali B and AJ Styles, which was absolutely perfect. Um, the Undertaker thing, you know, it's definitely setting up a match for WrestleMania as well, which should be absolutely great. Uh, this is a way of putting Ali B over, but not thrusting him into the limelight just yet. Some of that, and this is at the. What was in absolutely brilliant. We both get another point as well. So five for five at this moment in time. And yeah, Elimination Chamber is already, for my eyes, for match qualities, is much better than Super Showdown, as we've seen with these two. But James, is it better than AEW's pay-per-view? Well, not at this moment in time, but we shall see. Our next match is the Street Profits versus Murphy and Seth Rollins for the Royal Tag Team Championships at Dan, who have you gone for in this match? I have gone for... Profits. Breakfast. I too have gone Profits as well. Could we, but yeah, we both couldn't be bothered to write Street, you see. Yeah. Uh, so, the, after several close calls on both sides, Kevin Owens made his way through the crowd with a box of popcorn. His distraction allowed the Street Profits to take up Murphy and retain the title. So we are six for six. It's unbelievable. Absolutely. It's uh, phenomenal. But the Street Profits came out to a ruckish ovation to defend their Raw Tag Team titles against Rollins and Murphy. The pay-per-view had been great up to this point, so these four men had pressure on them to keep the momentum going. Well, when a show has several great matches, the roller crowd is bound to get tired at some point. Fortunately, this seemed to be when everyone in the showed the fatigue. They cheered for the big moments, but there wasn't a ton of noise. Yeah, and this was a solid performance from Fossilers, but it had to follow four hard-hitting bouts. So it almost had too much to live up to. So that means we move on to our next match. All right, so we are six for six as we head in for the Intercontinental Championship matchup and uh, in a three-on-one situation. Situation. So we are going to continue, and I've got a good feeling about it. It's been a good pay-per-view so far. Prediction-wise for this, well, I'll go first. I have gone for and still Intercontinental Champion, Braun Strowman. Um, yeah, I too have gone for a Braun Strowman. My reasoning behind it is, why put him against three men if you're going to have him lose? Exactly. When does that ever happen? It makes the face come off as stupid then, to be put in that, so uh, to come come through. 
Uh, I'm going to ask a couple of questions for you, Dan. First off, Braun Strowman, will he ever be a main eventer or a champion, uh, as in WWE champion? And what are your thoughts on the Intercontinental Championship as it is right now as um, well? I think it's, you know, it's starting to grow on me. It's got side plates. It, it's an acquired taste, I think, the Intercontinental Championship. I know people are moaning because it's taken away from the classic design of what it was before. But um, I think the good side of it is is that it's kind of taken away from the one that we associate with Cody. Yes, I think that's fair, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I do believe Braun Strowman can be a main eventer. Again, it's someone, you know, they've tried him at the top. He's kind of, you know, not quite reached the pinnacle. So he's moved down, you know, he's still relevant. He's still in the mid-card title picture. So, you know, it is only a matter of time before he does get moved back up and eventually becomes WWE or Universal Champion. It's incredible to think Nakamura two years ago was um, winning the Royal Rumble. You know, you talk about the talent there. We've seen one of the best talkers. You know, these guys, without doubt, got talent. Uh, but I think the, the thing is, with the internet title, it's just WWE just does not seem to care about it. The prestige is not no longer there. You know, to be in kind of mean anything. When you think about ch- title reigns as well, you know, when's the last one that truly mattered? Even the US title, well, when's the last one that truly mattered? Yeah, it, you, it has kind of fallen by the wayside. Do we have to go back to John Cena and the Open Challenge? You know, actually when it actually. I, I think you know. so, you know, someone with uh, big name value to it. You know, when was the last time, you know, we had a, a really oh, Rollins, feel good Rollins, moment. Rollins a couple of years. Rollins yeah. ran with the title, I suppose. A year and a half ago, whatever it was. But again, it's like you said, it's not. We feel good moments and stuff like this. We just. It's more shocks than anything in WWE now, isn't it? You know? It is, yeah. But Cesaro, do you think, you know, he's kind of been dealt a good hand? He's teaming up with Sami Zayn and Nakamura. You know, the Cesaro that we kind of backed and followed, he'd be going out there on his own against Strowman. Well, I feel Vincent Mann doesn't have gone it before as well in the ability of Hills to be able to talk, and he thinks Cesaro, Nakamura don't sound right. Sami Zayn's one of the best promo guys in the business, you know, and we've seen that with him. Uh, but the talent of Cesaro, what he could do, there is no doubt he deserves so much more. Is he happy to just stay in WWE and do this, or can he move to someone like NAEW and actually fight for a world championship? Which I think, he you know, if same they Nakamura. see in it as well, you know, even with the same with Nakamura, you know, there is an awful lot of potential with these three guys. You know, even Sami Zayn. Um, I'm glad to see Sami Zayn has kind of moved away from the Kevin Owens kind of thing as well. You know, they've distanced him from him. Uh, putting him with Nakamura, it's good because, you know, Nakamura, he's not the greatest talker. Neither Cesaro. So kind of having Sami Zayn as their mouthpiece, I think this would be an amazing tag team, Nakamura and Cesaro. They could go very far. Yeah. But, you know, again, teaming Cesaro with someone, they've kind of just got him out of the bar thing. And to put him with Nakamura, is it really the wise move? I think to give, you know, Cesaro a good run on his own with a manager or a mouthpiece. Yeah, I think without doubt. And I think Zayn, I, I feel that if he gets strapped with a kind of manager tag, there's so much more he can do. And I think his problem is with injuries. I think every one of these guys have had Saint labelled against them. And I think that's interesting when you look at WWE. They do label their wrestlers. When you look at Strowman, who came so close to be a Universal Champion, he kind of labelled as the kind of guy who has kind of, you know, just doesn't really have that many big moments. You know, in the big matches he loses. Nakamura can't really talk. Again, big match he lost. Same as Cesaro Zayn got injured, you know, when he was actually meant to matter. Uh, so it's interesting to see, that you know, trying to succeed 
in this way. It's got to be difficult. It's got to be frustrating at times as well. Oh, do you know what they call the elimination chamber in France, Dan? What do they call it in France? The elimination chamber. Ah. ah. Is that like Le Big Mac? Le Big Mac. Your favourite uh, announced team, the Mandarin. Yeah, Meng Ai and Sean Deng. It won't be a W pay for you without wasting some time seeing the commentators. So here we go. So what's the strategy, Dan? Who, how are you going to... Oh, look at Charles Robinson. Get old. Charles in charge. Um, the strategy is, I think, for Strowman to keep his title, he needs to kind of... Oh, it, it, it looks like it's a tag team three-on-one match. So, you know, that kind of works better in Strowman's favour. But, you know, with Sami Zayn, it was his hell of a kick that kind of helped eliminate Strowman from a Royal Rumble a few years ago, if I remember correctly. Um, you know, he did show no fear in the face of Strowman when he came down to that matchup. Um, you know, I think he needs to kind of maintain that fear, but with him being a heel now... He's kind of going to show fear. He's going to hide in the ropes and immediately tags out to get Nakamura into the match. Yeah. Strowman kind of chases <laughs> Sami Zayn off the edge of the ring apron. Well, we all know the story of David versus Goliath. And Nakamura is probably looking at Strowman going, look, Godzilla, but he's going to try and chop him down. <laughs> Nakamura with a clothesline. Strowman didn't move. Oh. Can I get a bonus point if all three men are down on the outside and Strowman does his... Uh, Lap of the ring. You can if I get a bonus point for one point Strowman running in order to the ring post. <laughs> of course he will. <laughs> Ripping his shirt. <sighs> but it's good to see Sami Zayn in action. You know, normally we're kind of seeing him as a, a mouthpiece for Nakamura kind of being in his corner. His hair is growing out a bit. He is. He's letting it go. He's more Shea, uh, Sammy Guevara. <laughs> Shea Guevara. But there is an incredible amount of talent in the... Uh, Naka Si Zane uh, Corner. Exactly. Two NXT champions involved. No world championships, though. Is that, a, is that an injustice? Well, uh, you know, when you think about who has been champion, it's usually the same guys over the past few years. There's been no more development. No one's really taken a chance. They kind of fall back to the, the Brock Lesnar's now. I mean, the Fiend came through and look what happened there. They go back to Goldberg. So. Yeah. You know, it, that that is the thing that we've seen. Seth Rollins, of course, you know, he's already had already been champion. And a cheap shot from Sami, Sami Zayn. And, uh, you know, the heels have kind of taken over. I think the mauling tactics, the quick tags in and out as well, you know, and just kind of coming in, landing your shot and then getting out as quickly as you can. <laughs> it's the best tactic for them. Um, so, you know, a game that we used to play, looking at all four of these guys, who do you think could and will be a future WWE champion. At these four, I think the only one who will get a championship run will be Strowman. I think he'll, he'll end up, it will either be a, he'll be ended up like a big show moment or something like that. It'll be, oh, he's been here for this amount of time. He'll finally get his moment. I think like with Strowman, he's going to be the most beloved. Sami Zayn, they're probably going to think like, say, not, you know, not like, or, uh, I'm surprised he's still in WWE at this point. Imagine him back in New Japan as well, mixing it up with those guys. Yeah, well, imagine him in AEW. Yeah, I know. Well, look at Cesaro and Nakamura, both of these guys, you know. I mean, yes, you would have to be in a three-man team, but still, it would uh, be worthwhile. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. But, um, you know, I, I think Cesaro, he's someone that certainly has potential of being a WWE champion. He's just not found the right character yet. Do you know what I mean? The wrestler nah. in itself... Is fantastic, but it's just maybe because he's such a nice guy, the kind of 
hard man that, that you know whatever he tries to be is, just doesn't work. I don't know. Like it's difficult. And he's been face and heel so many times yeah, as well. The cyborg and coming out with the Bond entrance and you know all these different kind of yeah. things that he's had coming out with fucking. I'm sure he had a manager when he first started as well. Uh, I, I don't know. I know he was part of the uh, Rusev, Sheamus, no oh, League of Del Rio, no, not League of, yeah, League of League of Justice Nation or something like that. I don't know. Oh, and um, Strowman got to his feet, looked into power slam, Sami Zayn, but managed to scramble away like a rat. Get tagged into uh, tagged to Nakamura, who gets a sleeper hold on Strowman again. Good tactics. Maul the big man down and get out as quickly as you can. Can I have a bonus point if Cesaro manages to spin Strowman? He won't be able to spin him. Don't be silly. He can spin two men at once. No. Strowman doesn't weigh more than two men Who's at once. Who's the only man Cesaro can't swing? Um, Macho Man, because he's dead. No, Chuck Norris. Oh, Chuck Norris, yeah. Sorry. James, Chuck Norris is the only man that Cesaro can't swing. Even if he held him by the ankles and started rotating... It would actually be Chuck Norris rotating and Cesaro spinning round Chuck Norris in a levitating, floating manoeuvre. Well, I talk about throwing around Strowman, is throwing around Cesaro who finds himself a legal man and a literal pillar to post. Yeah, Nakamura managing to get the blind tag in those. Cesaro gets thrown up in the air and before he can recover, Nakamura's in, but he gets a clubbing blow to the chest. Again, I think Strowman's starting to get pissed off. And what a beast Strowman is. And all three men on the outside. Strowman is signalling for it. The Sami Zayn from behind. I think that is a big mistake from Zayn though. Well, he had to do what he had to do. Now he finds himself in all sorts of trouble. Now he's chasing Sami Zayn around the (laughs) ring. Knocking out all the rest of the Hill team. And now Zayn is hidden under the ring. Strowman might be able to fit there. I think he's stuck. No, he's managed to uh, turn himself around. Zayn again, the running tactic. Nakamura, Cesaro, numbers game catches up. And all three of them throwing Strowman in. Strowman may be out as they struggle to lift him up. <coughs> and now Nakamura, is he going to look for it, Dan? Kinshasa! One, two, no. no. Strowman managing to kick out. Uh, remember that when they used to finish wrestlers? And Cesaro gets a tag and he can't. He's looking for the neutraliser. No, he can't pick him up. Surely not, no. Strowman managing to get uh, Cesaro on his shoulder. <laughs> punching Nakamura off the ring apron. But Zayn in for the rescue. And runs out the ring. And Strowman now going to go in. <laughs> Into the ring post. And Cesaro will send him back to the ring post. And now Nakamura with a knee to Strowman's face. Cesaro's now the legal man. And he wants to tag Zayn. Cesaro and Nakamura picking up Strowman. Oh, free. A kind of in the ring at the moment. Suplex from Cesaro Nakamura. And a halluva kick. Zane's illegal man going for the cover. One, One two, two three. What? <laughs> Sami Zayn is your new intercontinental oh, champion. No, the perfect score's gone as well. I don't, I'm really not fussed about that because he went for the same. So, you know, it's, it would have been a, a nil score either I way. Suppose. But Sami Zayn, is this not a feel-good moment, James? Do you not feel happy for Sami Zayn? Finally, finally, finally. catching a singles title, a title on the main roster. Well, unbelievable. you got a credit to Sami Zayn there. 
Dan, what did you think of that match? I thought it was good. You know, the way they worked it, Strowman did have a good bit of offence. But again, you know, the numbers tactic, and I think it fell in the right way, you know, with, the, you know, the exceptional talent of Nakamura, Cesaro, and Sami Zayn getting one over on Strowman. You know, normally you see Strowman walking out, and it is kind of shock victory to see it happen this way. But again, you know, I'm happy with this shock. Uh, unbelievable stuff, and it's been a really good pay for you as a chamber. And we've got our first shock of the night, and Sami Zayn... Gets one over on Braun Strowman. I mean, this makes Braun Strowman look incredibly weak, though, doesn't it? I don't think it does. No. You know, if he's aimed straight up in a in a match, then yeah, it would have done. But to lose against three men, nah. So bonus point wise, it means that uh, we are six all in. We didn't no perfect score. God, Dad, Dan's the only one with perfect score this year. But we headed to our main event, which is the of course the women's elimination chamber for the number one contendership who will face Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. It should be a great match. Prediction-wise, Dan, who have you gone for? Well, first, should we do the rules? Let's do the rules. So it begins with two women in the ring and four other women are closing their respective pods. At five-minute intervals, a pod door will open at random, allowing another woman to join the match. This process will continue till all pods are empty. And if at any time... You want to do something, you can carry on regardless. So, Dan, who have you gone for in this match? I have gone for Pete D- Nope, oh, Shayna Baszler. you got Baszler. I, too, have gone Baszler in this. So, again, on this double-point prediction bonanza, it is a draw. So, there you go. It means that it's going to be free all on pay-per-views heading in to WrestleMania if it happens. So that's what could be interesting now. The prediction league might be on hold because we won't be able to hold these events. But uh, interesting times. And here comes Oscar. And Dan, who's ready for Oscar? Of course, part of the Women's Tag Team Championship, even though that's been forgotten about by WWE. Can Oscar tonight do the unthinkable? Um, You know, she, she certainly has the capabilities. You'd have asked me this a year or two ago. Then I would have said yes, without doubt, without any hesitation but now you know they've kind of uh, killed the mystique of Oscar yeah I, I've true there's any chance in saving her yes there is chance but you know again it could be something she needs to go down to NXT for a year or so completely dominate that brand and come up refreshed well that down she's getting locked in the pod or here. or now hear me out she gets beaten by Bray Wyatt reverts her back to her previous phase the undefeatable Oscar. Well, what about Sarah Logan then? Because she's uh, somehow involved in this match. Of course, win and losses don't really matter. And you don't have to really be around to get a shot. Sarah Logan, her chances are very slim. But then again, you know, back in an outsider, could we have another surprise in this match? Well, we've had a few surprises on this episode, catching up with WWE pay-per-views as Oscar looking on. And now Liv Morgan on her way out. And she says she's going to completely change her character. Do you think she's completely changed her character? No, she hasn't, I don't think. Was she involved in a feud, of course, with her life? Gone by the wayside now. Morgan going over to look at Logan. <coughs> oh, and the last woman in the pod is going to be Shania Baszler. And of course, she's had a target on her back. She's come up, probably one of the best missions from NXT to the main roster. And of course, she'll be used to uh, fighting in the cage. Coming face-to-face with Oscar, though. That'll be very interesting. <coughs> then trying to intimidate Logan and Morgan. So it means that the uh, the two that start down... 
It will be Ruby Riot and Natalia. Is that two T's? That is Ruby Riot with two T's. So is this all three women of the Riot Squad in the ring? No, it's not, is it? Because she had... Uh, didn't she have Daiki? Um, when was Mandy Rowe? Mandy Rose and Deville were in the same group, weren't they? I get confused. Well, they in Absolution. That one was Paige's group, wasn't it? Riot Squad. Morgan was definitely in. Morgan must have been in there as well. Yeah. So, yes, Dan. So, who's the breakout star? Right, you said in NXT would go on to have success. Of course, she's had a couple of major injuries. Major injuries. But can she actually uh, achieve anything in WWE, do you reckon? I still think there's hope for Ruby Wright. You know, she uh, certainly is a completely different character from what Vince McMahon likes. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. She's going around trying to intimidate her former Riot Squad members and uh, that kind of backfired on her. Let's not forget last year, of course, Morgan and Logan teamed up in the uh, Tag Team Elimination Chamber. And now here comes Natalia, who is the veteran of the women's division. I was just about to say that you took the words right out of my mouth. I mean, uh, Natalia, what are her chances in this match then? We'll never underestimate Natalia, but she's, un- she's prepared to unleash her legacy here tonight. <laughs> So, obviously, we said Baszler. Who would you want to win the most? Just be out of who you like. Oscar. Uh, hands down. Oscar or Ruby Riot would be my two preferred options to win this match. Ruby Riot, I think, would be great to win it for the slight shock factor. And, you know, I think she's, uh, she's certainly one of the two best performers in this. This is going to be interesting. So, here we go. We start. Natalia, Ruby Riot, and apparently it's five-minute intervals. <coughs> So do you think either of these women will go to the next chamber opening? Yeah, I think I think we get there. We'll see it through. I think if you're going to worry about people being dominant, it's going to be Oscar and Baszler. Might you know a couple of eliminations each. Hopefully, it'll be the final two as well. It'll be quite cool. So do you think, kind of like storyline wise, it has been written for Baszler to win this match? Yeah, I, I think so. it's kind of you know done and dusted. It's in the books. But as we talked about in AEW, like. Um, Sometimes it makes sense, you know. Baszler, is there any point to this match? That's another thing, because we all think Baszler is the number one contender anyway. But they kind of make this, but we kind of know how it's going to go. But sometimes you might need that. Is it worth a, a special in the Limous Chamber? Or could they have done something else? Exactly. So this is the, the thing. To have two shows. You know, have we really missed anything in these two shows over this time? You know, 18 matches, whatever it is. Um, I think all of these 18 matches could have been condensed down into one pay-per-view. We basically created a pay-per-view out of the two. Oh, my God. Well, Natalia with Ruby right on the outside in the sharpshooter. Right, managing to roll through. They said Natalia, packs the glass. And there's Becky Lynch looking on backstage. Well, you know, it's for her to be kind of having a break, scouting out the competition. I think that doubt. I think it might be one of the first pay-per-views she hasn't. Wrestled on the quite a while on right, scaling the chamber. Came down with a huge sentinel on Natalia. Rolls her into the ring. One, two. No, Natty managing to kick out. Oh. Uh, I said that the pay per view's been fine with the matches. It's the chamber matches that's not really made any sense. The tag chamber was, we kind of knew Ms. Morris were going to retain, and this one as well. It's just that the key matches haven't lived up. Has it gone back to being a bit too predictable? Because, you know, aside from a couple of results, I think we've got pretty much everything nailed between us. Yeah, I think we've got, like, at the moment, like, 13 out of 17. So, we've got four. But they've been the shocks, do you know what I mean? But then, you know, it was the Sami Zayn thing, which was, you know, it was a shock. 
Um, I, I think you I, got one wrong, Undert- and I got one wrong. Undertaker upset, you know, that we didn't see that coming either, and the Fiend uh, winning as well. So, you know, these are, these, it's it's surprising when you you think about it, but sometimes it doesn't make sense just for shock for shock's sake, as Natalia has had some punishment, but has got right on her shoulders on the outside, and right with the amount of injuries, no, she's in a dangerous predicament. Well, we've got eight seconds until another competitor joins the match. Oh, and Natalia just came down electric chair riot. And here we go. Next competitor, who's it going to be? Logan. It's going to be Morgan. It is going to be Logan. Extra bonus point for me. No. Oh, my. Who comes out with a shot. <laughs> double knees to the chest of Natalia. Sends her back first into the plexiglass. Plexiglass. Lexan pod. Inch thick bulletproof glass. And Logan's looking at her former mentor. That little harm's way. Well, she thinks she is. Well, I don't think this is going to go well. As Riot's perched on top of Liv Morgan's pod. As Sarah Logan's trying to make her way up there. Eventually does. <coughs> it's not a correct... <coughs> a pop-up headbutt. Oh, my God. And Ruby's left dangling. And Natalia there at the feet of Ruby. Set to powerbomb her down. Logan stomping on the fingers of Riot. Oh... And Ruby powerbombed. If it wasn't bad enough, she was getting powerbombed on the uh, now softened chamber. But I think there was a cable running across as well, which might have caught her back. And that would have felt like a whip as Logan on top of the pod still. Do you think this is too safe? No, because the amount of injuries they had in chamber matches. The worst matches, ladder matches, and this looked bad. Oh! And Sarah Logan with a flying crossbody from the top of the chamber... Takes out both Natalia and Riot. I think a feet. Oh, it was her knees in Natalia's face. Her knees were up. Mother Brown. <laughs> they haven't spent much time in the ring. No, they on the outside. And no sign of uh, cohesion between the two. No, absolutely not. <coughs> Logan now taken right up to the top. Oh, Natalia's got Logan in for a powerbomb. And Riot's on Logan's shoulder for a superplex. <coughs> Oh my god, huge impact. All three women down. This would be a good time for a fourth one to come out. And here we go, ten seconds. As if by magic, James. <laughs> As if I press the button. And it is going to be Liv Morgan. It is going to be Oscar. Because <clears throat> no one's ready for Oscar. Exactly, so they're not ready six. for Oscar. They're all down. It is Shayna Baszler. Oh. Uh-oh. Shayna Baszler? Shayna Baszler? <laughs> Well, you can hear the booze. As she throws Natalia shoulder first into the ring post. <coughs> Logan up, gut wrench down. And a kick to the jaw for good measure. Kirifuga clutch locked in. And that is that for Sarah Logan. Fucking hell. Goodbye, Logan. Baszler making short work of it. Got Ruby right now, the Brock Lesnar of the women's division. It's another overdrive. Another knee. Kirifudu clutch. Ruby Riot taps out. And just like that, just like that, <laughs> Basler eliminates two competitors, leaving just Natalia. Dominant. Shayna Basler opening the door to the pod. <coughs> oh, was that fuck in his mouth? Well, Natalia sent into the pod. Just and get... she is a friend of the friend of Shayna Basler. Well, the friend know... of my friend is my enemy. He's beating the shit out of her now in the pod. Oh, fucking hell. Slamming the pod door. Into the uh, front of Natalia. And Baszler now just taking out Natalia. Kirifudi clutch. 
Can they get decision on the outside? Referee's checking. Natalia taps. And Natalia's been eliminated. Baszler is free for free. Can you believe what you're seeing? It is sheer dominance. But, you know, again, these were women that we kind of hadn't even considered to get the victory in this elimination chamber. I do hope Oscar puts up a bit more of a fight. Wow, at the moment in time, I feel sorry for Liv Morgan as well. She's coming out next. And it might be one of the quickest chamber matches in history. And I think Morgan realises now. Well, if I was Morgan, I'd be pushed up against the door and open. Valve's Oscar, this is the moment now. Tonight is a night. We can do the old magic. So has anyone made quite as big an impact coming up from the main roster as Shayna Baszler? That's what I'm saying. I don't think there's any NXT talent being treated as such. Finn Balor when he first came up for the injury. Apart from that, maybe Kevin Owens, but not like this. She is... Baszler is a killer. They fucked up Oscar. <coughs> this is what they should have done to Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> and Baszler now managing to get a breath back. Well, the fans get frustrated and we're just waiting now. If you Becky Lynch watching this, would you be worried? I'd be terrified. Especially the way Becky Lynch has been recently where they can't call her overconfidence and what she's got, you know. Don't overlook the Hungry Challenger. Look what happened to Rocky with Clubber Lang. Just saying. Here we go. Next competitor. It is Liv Morgan. And she's come out firing. Oh, until she gets thrown into the camera, man. But Morgan with her feet up kicking Basler. And Morgan now caught low. Oh my god, caught. <laughs> oh Jesus fucking Christ. Well, rest in peace, Liv Morgan. Well, my god, well, swing into the chain was enough, but into the pexiglass. That's crazy. And Becky Lynch, you can see her, she's looking on. She's got a smile on her face, she's smirking. Why well, is... no, she hasn't got a cigarette in her gob. She's, she has actually got a smile on her face. And that's because, you know, she's kind of seeing what unhinges Basler. You know, she's learning all the time. Well, I don't think Liv Morgan can even get up. I don't think she should be getting up. As Basler comes charging towards her with a running knee to the jaw or chest. I don't know if I can understand Japanese, but I think she's saying, let me out of here. And I think Shayna Baszler's just taunting Oscar, smearing Liv Morgan's face up against the plexiglass. And right in front of Oscar, she's going to pick Morgan up, Kira Fudi clutch on the ropes. Yeah, she's got Liv Morgan off her feet. Morgan's tough, but come on. I think Morgan's out. You know, fair play to her. She didn't tap. She passed. That was brutal by Baszler, who's just eliminated... A fourth woman of the night. I think Baszler knows that Oscar is her biggest threat in this match. Hence why she's trying to intimidate her. Hence why she's doing everything in front of her. Look, she was staring Oscar out as she was choking out Liv Morgan. Well, as Becky Lynch looks on. Oh, oh we go. Replay. <laughs> but as they said, it's a statement. Lynch is looking on. There's only one woman that can. It may be Oscar. And Oscar is ready for Baszler. Is Baszler ready for Oscar? I think it's key too confident. Well, she's just destroyed four women against Lynch, looking on. And it is reminiscent of Brock Lesnar, Basler, walking back and forth. It's what she did in NXT as well. And she's drawn a line. <coughs> and the woman that Becky Lynch took a year to beat in Oscar, Basler looking on and saying, come on, bring it. I think Oscar certainly is fired up for this match. Well, Shayna Basler, four for four. And Basler fresh. No, five, four. Four, four for four at the moment. Four for four at the moment in this match. Fresh as a daisy, waiting for Oscar. Here she comes. And they finally let her out. Here we go for two dominant women's champions in NXT. Combined title reigns of a thousand days. 
Is this two of the most dominating it's, NXT Women's Champions? No, it's the two most dominant Women's Champions, I've got to say. And Oscar now with a big hip attack. Drop Shayna Baszler. Baszler's down. Baszler's down. Crikey, that's a ripper. And come on, Oscar, with the kicks. And everybody in the arena, everybody at home wants her to win. Oh, but Baszler catches a kick from Oscar, sweeps the leg. And she just got the knees to the shoulder. And now picking her up. But Oscar managing to get the back. Missed with a backslide, but hits with a kick. And now Oscar's got the hair. She's going to go for the Oscar. And we talk about the Kira Fudi clutch. What about the Oscar lock? Like Baszler reversing. But now it's Oscar. Come on, Oscar. Make her tap. She's it's what the it fans in. want. She's finally got it in. Baszler rolling. Oscar. The grip's loosened. But Oscar, relentless. But Baszler just sending her back first into the cage. Now she's got a hand around Oscar's throat and just slamming her into it multiple times. But Oscar but... won't quit, though. No. <clears throat> Oscar comes right back in and Baszler now with the arm. She's got her arm wrapped over the top rope and she's just kicking at it, trying to dislocate it. Oscar doing everything she can to escape. Now Baszler going for the Kirifuda clutch. This is, looks like the end. Oscar trying to roll through. Aren't down, but Baszler doesn't want to pin. Let goes of submission. Kick to the arm. And you can hear the scream of Oscar. Double underhook. Just slams Oscar face first into the mat. And then follows up with a knee. And now you know what's going to happen. She get it in. Kirifuda clutch. Oscar slowly passing out. And that is it. Shayna Baszler is victorious. She beats everyone. Five. She's going to WrestleMania. Five for five, yeah. Going to WrestleMania, going to face Becky Lynch. Bonus point if she points to the WrestleMania sign. Yeah, exactly, all the time. Um, Dan, what are your thoughts on that match? Um, if you want to build someone up going into a WrestleMania match against someone, you know, the likes of Becky Lynch, who has kind of, she dethroned Ronda Rousey. And, you know, building someone up to challenge her for it, this is the right way to do it. Shayna Baszler, you know, love her or hate her, she is kind of like on a hot streak at the moment. You know, she is the one, she's hated by the fans. But, you know, there is no doubt that she has got an incredible talent. Is this Baszler better than the one in NXT? Or? A lot better because she's doing it on her own. She hasn't got Jasmine Duke. She hasn't got Marina Shafir in her corner. And that's what we're seeing with Baszler and like said, booking her date with Becky Lynch. It's weird because it took over a year for Becky Lynch to beat Oscar. It took Shayna Baszler about six minutes. That's the crazy thing. What will happen at Mania? She destroyed everyone in the match. Uh, so what do your thoughts on the uh, first off the points after that point each? So we finished seven for seven. That's not too bad. They're missing out on one. Like I said, both get a draw, so it's free all heading into WrestleMania if it happens. And of course, let's not forget um, we talk about what about the Elimination Chamber, Dan? What about your match of the night from the Chamber? AJ versus Ali B. I think is my match of the night. Yeah, the kickoff match. No, it won't here. It was mid-card. We've seen so much. We've seen over 80 matches. What was what was, what was your favourite? Why is it my favourite? Why was your match of the night, yeah? Um, I think, you know, both men just gelled. The, the result was good. It's kind of set up a little bit for WrestleMania. It's kind of given Ali B a bit of, uh, retribu- you know, a bit of retribution from his match on Raw. It's kind of made him look good. But without burying AJ Styles, because obviously, you know, The Undertaker got involved... Ali Beaton, it was just, you know, it, there were so many boxes ticked in that match. 
I think my match of the night has got to be the Drew Gulak versus Daniel Bryan because it's so much different to stuff that you would see on regular WWE pay-per-view. And I think to give Gulak a chance, uh, even though it might be a straight test score too, I think for me that is my match of the night. Uh, who is your, Well, I think for me my, my man is a woman of the night. Or my woman could be a man, I'm not sure. Uh, it mine's Shania Baszler because of her performance. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree with you on that one. I think Shania Baszler... You know, again, love her or hate her, she was billed absolutely dominant in this match, and especially to go over Oscar with relative ease. And, of course, your rating out of 10. I'm going to give this an 8 and a quarter. Why? Um, again, you know, it was it ticks a few very good boxes. We see, we it's, you know, it's building up to WrestleMania. You know, we've seen uh, a little shock in Sami Zayn getting the victory. We've seen, you know, appearances of The Undertaker. We've seen a very cracking match, you know, your match of the night, Daniel Bryan versus Drew Gulak. Another very good match, AJ Styles versus Ali B. You know, it has, it's fulfilled a lot of things. I think it has, you know, I think the Chamber was much better than Super Showdown. So I'm going to give it an eight and a half out of ten. Like I said, did we see anything kind of, it was a setup event. Like I said, if the showdown didn't happen, the Chamber would have mattered a little, maybe a little bit more. But the, the pacing of it was good. And the main match maybe didn't deliver as such, but we got the right results. Yeah. You know, I think that'd be fair to say. Uh, so what we thought overall at the two, then? What's your big takeaways on the road to WrestleMania? Um, my big takeaways is you don't need two pay-per-views. You know, that could have all easily fit into one decent-sized, jam-packed pay-per-view. Um, but again, it's, you know, WWE wanting their blood money from Saudi Arabia. <clears throat> it has kind of made me look a bit more forward to WrestleMania as well. You know, I want to see the AJ Styles versus Undertaker match. I want to see um, Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar. I know we didn't get many teasers to that here, but, you know, it's it's something I want to see. Yeah, exactly. And it, that's what it said, building up to it. I want to see what happens between uh, Becky Lynch and Shayna Baszler as well. We know it's going to be Roman Reigns versus um, Goldberg for the Universal Championship. So it'd be fair. what happens with WrestleMania or not, we don't know. But if it whatever happens, we'll keep you updated. And of course, like I say, just keep yourself clean, wash your hands, everything like that. You should be fine. If it goes crazy or anything like this, just try and stay as calm as possible. Stay calm and watch wrestling is my my way of saying things. Uh, what we should say is our next episode, Dan. Well, I don't have to do any work because it's the easiest episode of the year for me. It is indeed, Jess. It's the night where James gets a break. I'm choosing the WrestleMania. I'm writing the alternate intro or I'm copy and pasting it for that I like that's uh, <coughs> loosely fitting yeah. towards uh, the WrestleMania that I'm choosing. But, yeah, I hope you enjoy it. And I have, it should be... I have no you idea. have no idea, do you? I have no idea what So you're going to have to sit there with your eyes closed... Yeah. And let me do my stuff. Yeah, well, you've done 30 before, you've done 20 before, so I wonder what, what could be next. <laughs> I wonder. Uh, well, you, <laughs> anyway, that is our next episode. We'll see what happens then. Don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at View All. At Vince McDan, WWE. I'm at John School Rones. Because all the Google platforms send us an email at Dubbin' Podcast at gmail.com. You follow us on Instagram at Dubbin' Podcast. We're on Facebook. Yes, Facebook, you can come and find our page and give us a like with the WNR podcast. Or you can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. And YouTube, the WNR podcast, where we've got latest clips on there. And podcast go up on YouTube at the same time as other places like SoundCloud. On your phone. And we're on Stitcher Radio and, of course, Speaker Radio, where we'll have our live shows. Not subject to change, we will say. And, of course, we are on iTunes where you can download, subscribe, rate, and review there. But that is it. I have been James Rhodes, as always, always joined by 
Damn right. Thanks for this, everybody. Bye. Bye.